Welcome to Building the Future, hosted by Kevin Horick. With millions of listeners a month, Building the Future has quickly become one of the fastest rising programs with a focus on interviewing startups, entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, and more. The radio and TV show airs in 15 markets across the globe, including Silicon Valley. For full showtimes, past episodes, or to sponsor the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Eric Yanez. He's the CEO at Vector Networks. Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. I think what you guys are doing at Vector Networks and, and your conference is really innovative and cool. But maybe before we get into that, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up. Uh, sure, sure. I was... I was born actually in Mexico City and okay, uh, in a yeah in a family uh, surrounded by medicine and, and psychology so okay. not much not much technology okay and uh, yeah it was all about medicine and, um, but I was always very interested in science and technology in fact for a while I, I wanted to be a astrophysics imagine <laughs> so what got you passionate about that growing up? Yeah, well, I just loved physics. That was okay. uh, interesting. You know, I really liked it, and and uh, that time, uh, you know, black holes and a lot of interesting, interesting topics. Uh, yeah, so I really liked those things. I was also uh, very entrepreneurial from, from when I was a kid, and okay. uh, so and and I was very successful, I have to say, in my studies, uh, with awards and scholarships, and 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 I I studied electronics and telecommunications engineering. Okay. Where did uh, you take that? It's it's uh, Tech of Monterey, which is okay. uh, kind of an MIT type of uh, organization, a pretty good university, but, uh, and, uh, and graduated with a record GPA of the university. So wow, congrats, was, uh, man. That's yeah. huge. That's great. <laughs> so I was, I was uh, yeah, I worked hard on that. And then uh, for a while, I, uh, I taught uh, mathematics and physics uh, for a while in telecommunications telecommunications lab and but I always had also the entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit and I started when I was very young uh, a few uh, unsuccessful companies of okay. all kinds yeah yeah and uh, uh, one one that was uh, a funny attempt was a service company <laughs> that we um, we we offered a, like a service for polishing cutlery for restaurants. Okay, interesting. Yeah. How, yeah, how did yeah. you come up with the idea and, and walk us through that journey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now the idea and the key here was that we were going to use this uh, machine. Okay. This uh, revolutionary machine All that right. was going to polish the cutlery, uh, and so this is uh, I, I got. A friend of mine told me about this idea and that he had access to such a powerful machine okay. and nice machine, a new invention. So we took a look at it and we liked it and we said, let's go. Uh, and uh, it was like a big hexagonal container with many bearing balls okay. attached to an electric motor All right. <laughs> just rotating. right? Sure. And so you put chemicals on it and the cutlery, and then after uh, a few, well, the promise of that was that 
after an hour or so, then the cutler was clean and polished and beautiful. Okay. So, so I, uh, I went door to door to restaurants and, and actually got a few customers. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the problem was that the machine was supposed to do it in 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 a, you know an hour or two. Okay. But it ended up taking more like twenty hours <laughs> just wow. to get. A minimum visible change, like not not even nice polishing. Just uh, so with all the, it was so much electricity, so much um, trouble, and because of that, I mean the cost of the cutlery is is typically not <laughs> big. Right. So with all this, it was really cost effective only for very expensive cutlery, ah. it, 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 the kind that is not really used in restaurants, right? Got you. <laughs> so okay. Interesting. It was, uh, yeah, it was a business that never produced any money <laughs> or okay. any significant profit, rather. rather. So, Sometimes those are the best learning experiences, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, it was an interesting one. Um, I, 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 I never really practiced much electronics per se and shortly moved to software. Uh, okay. It was, it was, a lower, I mean, there's a lot more interesting opportunities in software, Agreed. and sure. uh, and it, it was great in terms of uh, being part of some of the uh, very interesting projects that I started participating in in big companies. Okay. Um, uh, at that time, um, EDS, you know, a company that no longer has that name, uh, it's uh, HP Enterprise now. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, but you know, it was a consulting company, and I worked with the airlines. Uh, helping you know in projects for it systems for like continental airlines oh, yeah interesting. Okay. and and the folk yeah my focus was on on projects on the technology for uh, helpers and customer service areas and uh so yeah a li little bit of of uh everything there was a lot of software i learned a lot about software and great practices I, you know i think you learn a lot from these big big companies. Uh, so it was uh, really, really uh, you know, fun. And, uh, and that, uh, that's more or less a, a, around the time when, when I was uh, invited. At that time, I was also you know, kind of going to different places because it's, it was an airline. There was a need sometimes to go on site to uh, where these uh, two different airports and projects. So it was, it was interesting. It was great for me at the time, and and then the the founders of Vector Networks and Vector Networks. Let me just tell you, I guess, a little bit more about sure. Vector Networks. Uh, so Vector Networks is a software developer company. Okay. Uh, we uh, provide solutions, innovative solutions for managing IT IT processes and IT resources. Okay. And um, Vector Network was founded about uh, 20, 20 something years ago. Yeah, yeah. 25 years ago. That's yeah. a long time for a tech yeah. company, right? <laughs> right, right. Uh, by some software developers from the UK and Canada. Okay, mm -hmm. interesting. And um, yeah, and the so some of these founders uh, called me and invited me to work as a technical team leader and uh, it was it was great, you know. I grew up with the company. Uh, it was 
uh, a change for me coming from a big company to to startup, but it was great. You know the the uh, different different types of uh, challenges, sure. and uh, I grew up with the company. And after a few years, maybe five six years, became the CTO. And and then uh, we had also at that time a period of uh, merging with uh, of two companies. And after some restructuring. Uh, then there was an opportunity, and and I became the CEO, and uh, I I was uh, very excited to uh, bring uh, I think new ideas and new vision to 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 Vector, and that's what attracted me the the potential of Vector, and uh, uh, I'm still uh, happy, you know, to. To uh, continue, I guess the the work of, of the original founders, but uh, f- friends of mine, and and uh, we we were uh, making vector networks uh, uh, what the vision was of a few years ago. So I'm very happy about that. Very cool. So for people that haven't heard of vector networks, what exactly do you guys kind of do, and how do you kind of go about doing it? Because you guys have some huge clients. Yes, that's right. Uh, so we, uh, our objective is to provide in innovative solutions for IT okay. and for improving the processes and optimizing the resources. So helping people and organizations to use technology, okay. right? Uh, and how do we help them is... Um, well, for example, we have uh, the two main products we have. Uh, one is called Visor. The other okay. one is PC Duo. Okay. Uh, and Visor, for example, is a is a is an IT platform. Okay. Uh, Web based with um, that manages the processes for uh, supporting your your users, whether they are customers or internal users, so the service management, if you will, but also combining the the people, the the assets or the devices, and the places, the locations. So managing uh, as an as as an organization, you have technology, mainly you know computers and software, and the people who use it. So in terms of IT. Uh, we provide this, for example, it has help desk inside. Okay. It has the ability to track uh, what assets, uh, where the assets are, who, ha- who has what okay. in every asset, and the life cycle of each asset. Not just computers, but everything else. And we, it also has the ability to optimize the use of the software. So it really tries to help with uh, everything around the, the IT uh, resources, if you will, and how you deliver um, this technology in an optimized way to your users. So we we, we, we want to think that uh, we really help our organizations, our customers, to grow by uh, optimizing their IT. That's that's where we that's our role. That's where we are. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think. The, the, it's a huge issue to track where people have, you know, all their devices these days, right? Because one person might have three or four devices themselves. Some might be company owned. Some might be personal. 
yes. and a combo of both, right? And then likely they're probably running personal software and company software on those devices, right? And so managing what's the company's and what's personal can get to be an enormous task, even for a small company, never mind a big company. Fair to say? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And there's all kinds of challenges in terms of uh, just logistics, in terms of accounting, right, where mm -hmm. things are, uh, in terms of when you have so many things uh, in terms of technology, devices, for example, the, the, the truth is that a lot of organizations uh, don't have the resources or enough resources to manage this properly. Okay. Right. We always have <laughs> less people that that we need. Right. Yeah, Especially fair. in IT. <laughs> so, yeah. So, for example, we have uh, quite a few organizations that we have um, worked closely over the years. Okay. And before our software, for example, they have hundreds or thousands of devices that they didn't know whether they were still being used or not. Sure or access to software and systems. So it's both uh, a cost problem, licenses, and but also a security problem, right? Right. So it's a, it's a big problem, you know, how to manage this properly. Accounting, security. Uh, one of the things, for example, that Visor does is okay. um, the, we, we call it the automated provisioning. So, and it, long story short, this Visor talks to the systems in the organization, whether it's the human resources system or others, it depends. And it detects if there's a new employee coming you know, next week or someone changing position, right? Someone is uh, moving from, I don't know, uh, cardiology nurse to another type of nurse and it automatically provisions the assets oh, and coordinates the actions needed so that the new position the person uh gets the the assets that they need or that she needs for that new role and the old ones are removed so you reduce the waste and you also control security better yeah, uh so you 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 know in this case, okay, is is moving from you know accounting to whatever finance administration, and so the system will know that you no longer need access to the uh, accounting system. Right. So it will remove the license and the access. So that that is good, <laughs> and yeah, that is good, and it also has some more uh, operational parts of the of the product so that it helps on the daily day you know you know more uh, processes around uh, providing access to these because not all tasks can be automated uh, there's a lot of tasks that of course humans uh, we still need people to do sure uh, so we have we have the product for that the kind of service management help disk product to create the tickets and follow the tickets and uh, and, and, and that's one part of what we do to, to help them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, right? I think having, a something that automates as much as possible is so useful. I've done some of that, uh, kind of support years ago and, you know, obviously it was a lot of, it was 
pretty manual. And so just how much time can be saved, right? I think, sure, you're saving time on licensing and not having kind of extra uh, licenses floating around or, or whatnot. But even saving your people time is saving you time and money, right? They can do other things, basically. So I, I'm curious, though, to know what the PC Duo uh, product is. So the PC Duo product is a remote controlled product. Okay. And so that is for connecting to computers and to either help the person that is using the computer, so seeing the, what, what the user sees and then help, or connect to unattended computers, for example, in a manufacturing plant, right? And then okay. You connect to it. In fact, we have um, yeah, pretty interesting cases uh, with, with our software about unattended computers. So PC2 helps you to to connect users to connect to computers in, okay. you know, it's more, uh, you know, there's a few products out there, but we are PC duo is, uh, really best in class in terms of security and enterprise management. So that is what, where we excel. It's, okay. it's really good at, uh, at that is, is a corporate, uh, super secure is, is, uh, is very good. Okay, so how does it kind of work? Like, give me some use cases of how people actually use PC Duo. Well, the uh, for for instance, we have uh, organizations that have manufacturing plants. Okay, sure. And the they need to give access to their suppliers or vendors, and more and more, they have uh, the need to connect to your servers and they will try to work remotely. Okay. And so you want to give them access to those computers, but those computers are uh, mission critical. Right. And so how you give access to the externals or even internals from a different department, different area of the company to work with that server or that computer that can be... Um, the one that starts the manufacturing plant, or one of them, okay. or so we, we do have uh, some interesting cases like uh, we're suffering remote uh, North Sea all rig pipeline okay. control systems. Uh, we also have our software in uh, uh, the three well. Yeah, three of the largest multinational pharmaceutical companies, okay. because yeah, because it's very secure. Our our software. Uh, we also have this. Uh, well, saying the name, a, a leading German <laughs> manufacturing company for okay. for plants. Yeah. Uh, also, the Canadian federal law enforcement agencies oh, using cool. our. Yeah, yeah, hospitals, uh, schools, uh, the largest state uh, police agency in the U.S. Wow. As well. Some central uh, emergency command and control, you know, these centers for emergencies, they they also use our software. So quite interesting. Uh, even even <laughs> just thinking, we, we even have uh, our software in, in the pits of uh, um, it's a Formula One race teams. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. So we have all kinds and very, very happy to be working closely with them. We, we really enjoy that, you know, working with, with uh, 
not necessarily big. Some some are small companies, and we give them an edge, you know, innovative uh, extra that helps them in either their critical systems or whatever they are doing. Sure. So the 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 race team example you just gave how do they use your software like what why would they want to use it do they <laughs> remote log into a computer offsite cuz obviously you can't really roll up a computer right yeah, i guess you could so, bring a laptop something or something like that. but something like that okay. i can't disclose too much about about that but okay, uh, fair yeah enough. something like that. yeah okay no that it's, makes uh... sense so <laughs> I, i'm curious though because i really think that's kind of the future of computing. I know it used to be like that decades ago where you basically had a dummy computer that you just logged into a computer and used its <laughs> right. resources, right? I think we're kind of getting away from needing a really high-end computer, you know, sitting at your desk where you can have kind of a inexpensive hardware terminal that you remote connect to something. It could be in your office, it could be on the other side of the world, or it could be both. What's yes. your thoughts on that, though? No, I think I think you're right. Uh, technology moves in some kind of in a spiral, right? And right. You, you're, you're, <laughs> you remember the, the terminals from yeah. banks, sure. right? The black yeah. with the yeah, green yeah. with the green <laughs> characters. Uh, <clears throat> so the the they had nothing, almost a monitor, and all the processing in somewhere in the back, and then then the uh, computers, sort of the end computers, became smarter, and we had the PCs, and then it kind of moved a lot of the intelligence moved in, into the PC, but then back to the servers, and and then with the mobile, we 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 have the same kind of situation. They were so simple at the beginning that you need a lot more in the back. And then they became smarter. So a lot still now happens in the phone. Right. Uh, but then you also have more and more processes that are just too heavy. Uh, right. For example, artificial intelligence. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Some of those things will, will just, they don't really run <laughs> on a phone, but you need them yeah. you know, in your phone. So that's... What you're saying, which, which is, yeah, the device itself is is not exactly a, a you know fantastic uh, processing thing, but it connects to the the backend that maybe uh, a farm of servers in, uh, in somewhere in Austin, Texas, and and that does the whole thing, and then, then you you have the experience from your phone. You don't and you don't really know where where is what part runs where, right? It's just, right. It, it's, it's, that's the beauty of this. Uh, we have uh, the smart speaker or the uh, the uh, little almost uh, photo uh, that uh, is also for Skype calls. So all these things, these devices that they just do the work and that's what you want. You don't, you don't know whether part of it is locally there, right, in your, you know, Living room, sure. or part of, or, you know, or most of it is somewhere in, uh, in in the Bay Area. So it's a it's an interesting uh, evolution, where I think we are we need a lot of resources in the back, right? And and that's great for us, <laughs> companies yeah, like us, fair enough. because what what what's happening is there's just more and more complexity and need to manage all those things. Sure. Well, and I also think too. And you can tell me your thoughts on this. 
is most people, whether they're technical or not, for the most part, don't really care what operating system they're necessarily using anymore. They just want to click Skype or a browser or an app and just, I don't care if it's streaming to me from the internet. I don't care if it's installed locally or it's a combo of both. I just mm -hmm. want it to work, right? Yeah. And it'd be fast. Yeah. And that's great. I, I think so. And, and I think that's very welcome, right? I think yeah. we, we know it's, uh, we just want to focus on, in reality, technology should be just about what value brings to you, not about the actual technology. Even though, you know, there's people like uh, uh, like me sometimes that you know care about <laughs> the specifics. Sure. And you know, that that's that's just you know something that happens and almost happens you know this year, but maybe not uh, ten years from now. So the reality is is what what is that application software doing for you and yeah we want this to work regardless of the the infrastructure and, and i think that is that trend is is putting um companies all companies to a bigger challenge because right. they we all expect things uh, at work and at home in in terms of technology to work seamlessly and yeah. I don't need to know and, and that, that's fine but you know I think you know, maybe I don't know maybe 20 years ago organizations were more um, needed to have more training or were thinking well that's technology so if you're going to use this you have to you have to learn how to use that tool now the expectation is yeah but that tool has to be intuitive enough and it has to just be able to you can't you should be able to just use it <laughs> pretty yeah, much fair. and it should just work now all that magic to work well and to work all the time you need technology to work well and all the little issues that do happen uh be able to correct them and optimize yep. them. So that's where companies like ours exist and where we come in and help so that all that happens, you know, the scaffolding and the behind scenes is uh, sometimes still dirty. You know, so, so a lot of the technology hasn't changed in, 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 it still has a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that still happens. We're, we're talking about AI right now and, and, and so, you know, very fancy, interesting things. And then, we go to a presentation with the same individuals that were, you know, thinking on on the future, yeah. you know, three years from now of AI, and we have trouble with the projector, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, fair enough. This is, that that still happens. <laughs> that that's still technology, still uh, humans, right. and you know that that that's uh, that that's still here. So I think we have uh, still a long way until. We make technology uh, really, really user-friendly, easier to manage, uh, and, and I guess more reliable in general uh, as, a, as, a, as a system as a whole. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's interesting, though. But I think um, if a company tried to build what you guys have built at Vector Networks internally, 
would be a huge amount of time, effort, and an ongoing amount of time and effort where if they just basically pay you guys to handle it, that's your problem and not their problem, right? Where you're yeah. saving them a huge amount of time and money and effort. Yes, Fair to say. Yeah, well, that, that's correct. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 like everything, I'm sure if uh, you know if if you and I we we study for many 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 hours, uh, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna know about uh, law, right? Right. <laughs> or, sure. Anything but really. But it yeah. just doesn't make sense that we 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 do that when there's someone who already pay the price, the time, the effort, and he, you know the person is a lawyer, sure. and and then the costs are actually spread among different companies because all these companies use our products. So they all leverage on the experience that we have and the technology that we're, we keep innovating, we keep improving those. And so, yeah, I think, I think it makes sense. It's uh, as a, as a society, we're, we're <clears throat> correctly, I think uh, outsourcing more of not this. Not the, I'm not talking about the, the the jobs, but the the function, right? Right. The expertise, the expertise, and uh, and a lot of our customers are 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 not the big names I I kind of mentioned to you. Are just you know small medium companies, and why not? Why should they not have the best possible management for their technology? So, you know, this is technology that is for them as well, not just for the for the, for big companies. Makes total sense. Thanks for listening to Building the Future. This show is heard by more than a million people monthly in over 15 markets worldwide, including Silicon Valley. Kevin Horick's guests are leading business owners, successful entrepreneurs, and merchandisers worldwide. Now, your brand has an opportunity to tap into this dedicated and active group of business people who are looking for places to invest and the right opportunities to support. Find out how you can get involved at buildingthefutureshow.com. So, uh, you guys have a conference coming up in, in Montreal. What exactly is the conference about and why did you guys decide to put on a conference? Uh, yeah, we do. We do. Uh, the name of the conference is IT Vision. Okay. And the 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 way this has started was, as I mentioned before, we're focused on delivering a flexible platform and what is the future of our customers' needs in IT. Okay. So what we what we hear all around is there's so many developments in terms of artificial intelligence or uh, big data, uh, internet of things, sure. where there's a lot of uh, new systems and, and new technologies coming to the organizations. Okay. Now, then we, we, we decided, well, how, what is our role? How can we help our customers to do that better and appropriately when that arrives. Because at the end of the day, uh, we talk about fantastic AI technology. Well, that ultimately will have to be implemented, deployed, and supported by the IT right. teams, 
right? Yeah. So they will have to make it work. Um, so how do we help these teams? That's you know us, Vector Networks. How do we help these teams to be ready if they have to? Or how do we how do we prepare for for that? Do we have to prepare? There's a, there's a lot of questions. Okay. that we have and then the more we investigated the more we realized that there was a lot of discussion about the fundamentals of ai for example or gotcha. internet of things but not much about the intersection of with it uh, and whether the strategy the business strategy uh and the experiences or of, of this introduction of these technologies into the organization. How do we really, in practical ways, and, and I'm not talking about technology here in, in terms of, oh yeah, this, this, this is specifics and this software, no, no, no. You know, in general, how do you approach a, and this team, how, how does a team like IT get ready for that? And how do they determine they should implement the organization, should implement these technologies or not. And then we realized that we have to uh, start from the background of, uh, well, what what is this bringing to my organization potentially? Many organizations you know, of our customers are not clear on how AI will, will help them. Or whether they are ready for them or not, sure. or you know, should they prepare? Even the the workforce, yeah, interesting. Uh, is 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 uh, are my skills? If I work in IT, are my right. skills ready for when that happens? Is do I have to evolve in some way? So we we, we looked at uh, we we actually wanted initially to join somewhere else this conversation. Okay, and. But we investigated and we just didn't find, we didn't find that, you know, conference and discussion with, uh, in this, this year would probably be more AI, but it's not necessarily AI, it's just the technologies that are right now, you know, strong, kind of in two, three year period coming. And what is the strategy of adoption, IT strategy, and have that discussion is, is more discussion and bring experts into that discussion. So we decided to, to organize it. Okay. So we, we created a conference sure. and uh, for uh, technology and uh, IT people, IT professionals. And uh, so this is the first year and we're very happy to host it in Montreal, which is also uh, a very uh, uh, important uh, center for uh, in, in, artificial intelligence and technology in general. So we're very happy to have uh, great people in the panel, uh, and uh, I think it, it's exactly what what we wanted to have in terms of the discussion. Very cool. And Montreal, I must say, is definitely one of my favorite cities in Canada. I've been there a few times. Um, actually, the whole province of Quebec is actually quite beautiful. So. If anybody is looking to come to it Canada is. for the first it's. time, it's actually one of the better cities, I, in my personal opinion, being Canadian. <laughs> I think I can say that. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> yeah, I've said it a few times, so it's probably people have heard it before. But I'm curious, though, um, do you maybe want to talk about a few of the speakers that you guys have actually got uh, this year uh, actually coming to the event? Sure, sure. So we have... Uh, I think it's a good mix of 
um, academia and 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 companies, okay. uh, organizations, for sharing the experience okay. uh, of implementing these type of technologies. So we have a little bit of everything uh, in terms of we have uh, people from academia, very re researchers of okay. excellent level uh, from artificial intelligence labs. Okay. Talking about the state of the technology, right? Got you. So the idea is, okay, they're going to do their best <laughs> to to bring it down so that we all can understand. <laughs> yeah, fair. It's tricky, coming, right? Yeah, right? interesting. Yeah. But but I know them and I know they're they're going to do a great job at uh, translating that to to us. Uh, so they, we have that kind of the state of the technology. What is it? What 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 is happening out there and what can this really mean for organizations? Now, then we have uh, people, f experts in IT strategy okay. or technology strategy, uh, discussing about the possibilities. Uh, is that for everyone? What type of organization uh, should, could use AI? Uh, and what are the challenges? I think that's, that's key. Uh, we want to discuss about the challenges and the, uh, and then that leads me to the, kind of the third component, which is the companies sharing the, their experiences. So we have uh, people from from companies as well that have implemented AI. Okay. Uh, and I would say we have two flavors. Companies who have implemented AI okay. just for themselves to be competitive. Interesting. Uh, that is, for example, the case of uh, Julie from Workland, okay. uh, an HR uh, you know, provider with AI. And also, uh, that's also the case of uh, uh, Alistair. He, he's uh, from in a very interesting uh, company with um, for for agriculture and and greenhouse. Uh, you know, type of agriculture. So that is trying to introduce this type of advanced technology in that space. So you have these companies that are introducing to others, but also the ones that are have already implemented AI. So we'll talk about their own challenges. On the one side, the challenges of implementing internally. You know, uh, what? How do you deal with that? Is uh, is there anything? Any suggestions to be made on your technical teams to get ready or to start implementing or considering? And then on the other side, the challenges of companies implementing AI for others. That is the case of uh, Alistair with this uh, agriculture. In, and in his case, that's going to be an interesting one as well because it's, it's uh, the adoption of this technology in this type of organizations is quite challenging because they are not exactly the, you know, this is not a <laughs> software company that is used in embracing the bleeding edge of technology. Right. They, they are more conservative and for a good reason. Okay. Uh, so how do you, what are the challenges of introducing advanced or, or super uh, innovative technology 
into a more conservative organization, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, so I think that's that's going to be also uh, very uh, interesting. We have uh, Dr. Joel Martin, who, who is the director of R&D for the National Research Council of Canada. Oh, cool. uh, he has, yeah, he, he, this, this is a great presentation on machine learning. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah it, very, very interesting. And uh, specifically on human designers. That's oh, a very interesting, interesting yeah, no, uh, we have excellent, excellent uh, people in the, in the, uh, we have uh, Caroline Pernel, which is, uh, who, who, uh, up, up until recently, she was in Ivado, who was an organization uh, linking, uh, I'm going to simplify it for now, as artificial intelligence with uh, the industry. Okay. So linking this implementation of advanced technology. And so she has a lot of good experience in, in, in other organizations in technology, plus with this linking off academia and industry. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have, uh, uh, I'm very happy to have as well, uh, 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 Carolina Vesega. Okay. Uh, she is a chief scientific officer at, uh, it's a company here in Montreal, Strategy AI. Okay, very cool. She, yeah, yeah. So what they do is they uh, tailor solutions based on AI for you know, important, interesting <laughs> challenges. Sure. Uh, so she has a lot of experience implementing AI as well. Very cool. Um, yeah, we're yeah. very happy about the, the panel and the, the speakers. Sure. No, I, I think that's really great. But we're kind of coming to the end of the show. So let's maybe close with mentioning where people can get more information about Vector Networks and uh, IT Vision. Yeah. So, in terms of, uh, if you just uh, uh, go to itvision.vector-networks.com, uh, that's that's the website uh, for the the event itvision that we're we're hosting. Uh, you can also search it and find us in uh, different places like Eventbrite and 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 the likes. Uh, if you Google itvision Montreal, I'm sure. It's going to come <laughs> sure, sure. right there. Um, and we the, the event is on November the 9th. Uh, this is uh, in Montreal in the Palais de Congrès. Oh. So right there at the, at the center. And uh, it will be a series of uh, uh, presentations and, and a panel. Uh, it includes lunch and networking at the end. And I, I want to mention that as well, because we're trying to create the discussion and have the, the, we're targeting IT professionals mm -hmm. uh, first, you know, especially the ones that need to make some decisions right. or will be making some decisions soon. Uh, we're also attracting technology enthusiasts. Like if they, uh, the, sometimes they, uh, their organizations, don't know much of the value that they're bringing. So we hope uh, also that in this in this event, they kind of part of the focus is it's not super technology. It's, it's strategies, the value of things in terms of that's the important part of the you. technology. What bring what value brings to the organization? So maybe they can bring back these ideas to the organizations and also business founders uh, that they want to stay ahead and they don't need to be IBM or Johnson Johnson to 
to have AI or advanced technology. Gotcha. They can join and benefit. And in terms of uh, uh, the networking, I think it would be great if not only if they come and benefit from these and you know the subjects, the topics, uh, reach these goals, but also if we can encourage them to collaborate with one another and be part of the networking event and working uh, more as a community. Uh, we'll have w workshops in the future and, and we'll have more f sort of a community around these topics. Very cool. And if mm -hmm. people want to get more information about uh, Vector Networks, where, they, where can they do that? Yeah, vector-networks.com. Uh, that will be the, the, the company website. Uh, you can also go to our flagship product, Visor, if you go to visor.cloud. Simple. Okay. Visor.cloud, flagship product. Uh, that's uh, You can take a look at the IT platform. Perfect, mm -hmm. Eric. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you, and have a good rest of your day, man. You too. My pleasure, Kevin. Take Thank care. You. Thanks very much. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at buildingthefutureshow.com to join the free community, sign up for our newsletter, or to sponsor the show. The music is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.